Welcome to today's podcast. My name is Pearl Gurr, and I will be your host. Today's guest is Steve Ford. Steve lives in Halifax and is the founder of Gratitude at Work. Steve recently spoke at WorkSafe NB's annual health and safety conference. Welcome, Steve. Hey, uh, thanks, Pearly. Pleasure, uh, pleasure to be here. Steve, tell us about your background, uh, which is, by the way, as an engineer, and uh, what led you to your current goal, which is to make one billion happier people. Yeah, uh, thanks. Um, yeah, I trained as an electrical engineer, worked in the power industry for 13 years and post-secondary for another six or seven. And uh, and then I had this life-altering moment, um, which was just a realization. It was nothing. There was no great big uh, event, but it was just this gradual realization that my life was handed to me on a silver platter, apparently. And uh, prior to that, I kind of thought I did it all on my own. You know, I was this self-made man, whatever you call it. And uh, and I just had this realization that, oh, my goodness, look at everything I have in my life. And, and it kind of really hit home to me when our kids got their first part-time jobs. Um, it, they're working in a local coffee shop earning minimum wage, working five, six, seven hours a week. And in five months, our oldest son's bank account was uh, his net worth was greater than half of the world's population. And and I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, well, I'm thinking about him, but really I'm thinking about me. And that that's really was the, the, the tipping point that made me realize my life was handed to me on a silver platter. And uh, it just brought this enormous sense of gratitude. So I want to connect this to your question. It brought this enormous sense of gratitude into my into my head and my heart. And, and so I did some research on it. And in 2007, I started on this on a full-time basis. So I left my engineering career and started, I don't know what I called it back then, but today it's simply this whole process of teaching gratitude because it's a, it's a game changer for our mindset. So anyhow, I'll kind of pause there. If you want me to tell you about my dream of 1 billion happier people, I can, I can share how that started too. Sure. Why not? Yeah. So, you know, my, you know, in 2007, I knew that gratitude was just a a game. It, it, It was just, it made such a difference in my life. And I don't, 10 years into it. So it was like 2000, 2018, I was at a conference. And so I'm developing my understanding of gratitude. You know, you work with this for 10 years, like anything in your field, you begin to realize how little you know about it, the more you know about something, right? So I'm at this conference and the opening keynote speaker was a fellow by the name of Peter Diamandis. And as they're introducing him, I had heard of him, but as they're introducing him, he's got like a PhD in, I don't know, physics or astrophysics from Harvard. He's got an MD, medical doc, from Harvard. He does this thing called the X Prize where they give $10 million to teams to solve really big problems in the world. And the current X Prize at the time was if you could develop a device to extract 2,000 liters of water 
from the atmosphere per day for less than 10 cents a liter, you build a device to do that, he'll write you a check for $10 million. Hurley, I'm sitting in that audience after they introduce him. I'm thinking, I'm not even worthy to be in this room. (laughs) Anyhow, after his uh, presentation, someone asks him a question. They say, uh, Peter, how do you decide what you're going to invest your time, your money, your energy into? Like, people must be coming at you all the time. And he says, I ask myself one question. Does it have the ability to impact one billion people? And I got goosebumps because I asked myself, does gratitude have the ability to impact a billion people, Pearly? And I believe it does. And so I kind of, I didn't kind of, I told I said, my dream is one billion happier people. So how are you going to go about to achieve that? You like asking the hard questions. Like when I started, that was in 2018. I haven't totally, would you believe that I don't know, I don't have that all figured out. All I know is it's going to take more than me. And so, you know, building community, equipping people. Um, You know, I'm an engineer. I started measuring it. it. It's hard to measure, though. You know, I can figure out the direct impact of people that I connect with. And, but, you know, I'm not doing any surveys, but what I don't know is, and I know there's folks who have just caught the idea and they're building and running and, you know, spreading them, I've said spreading the message, building community and, and helping others embrace gratitude into their life. So if you have any ideas, I am definitely open to them. If you listening, if you got some ideas, I am open to them. You re- please reach out to me uh, because um, th- this is a journey. Yeah. So anyhow, we're, we're, we're making good progress, but we got a long way to go still. Now, I'm sure there are people that will be listening to our podcast and will say, OK, explain a little more. OK, gratitude. What exactly do you mean by gratitude? I mean, yes, I, I know there's, you know, just generally um being aware and appreciative of, of all those things around us. But tell us a little more about how you see gratitude. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, gratitude is the thing that your parents, your grandparents, that they nurtured in in, in you and in each of us as, as we grew up. And the the interesting thing, and I think it's interesting, is because at work, studies show that we crave gratitude at work we would work harder for a more grateful boss like we we crave it there same studies reveal that work is the place that we're least likely to express gratitude for whatever reason it is and it is part of the human condition because when somebody opens a door for you at a grocery store at a mall or somewhere if someone stops and holds a door what what is your first what do you do? Why do you think that is as far as not seeing gratitude at work as much as we might see it in other places? What are your thoughts? You've you've been in the area for quite a while, you've studied it and so on. Yeah, you know, there is a there's an implicit contract at work. I do this, you pay me for it, right? That, that there is that there is this implicit contract, 
And the, the researchers that did that, they, they didn't study the exact reason because that was not the purpose of their research, but they in, you know, inferred a couple things. And I think that is one of them. And especially in the Western culture is that we have this contract. So if I'm paying you to do something, you should do it. And I, I say that language, that type of thinking. So it makes us less likely to do it. And if I'm feeling like, okay, I get paid for this and that can get in the way of it. Now, all we need to do is just be aware of it because gratitude is about acknowledging people, contributions, uh, you know, the things that we've received that others have played a part in. Right. Because when I saw my life handed to me on a silver platter, I saw my life as a gift. What I encourage folks to do and, and, and not by saying, Hurley, you should be grateful, but I want to invite you into thinking, what if you saw everything in your life as a gift, your work, your, and what if, if you could do that, this whole idea of gratitude, well, it's easier to come to you. If you can't see your whole life as a gift, I want to invite you to figure out what part of your life can you see as a gift and, and, and work there. Because the, the, the reason is, I think this is an important question is, well, why would you even do this? Like, why would you want to have gratitude as a, and I think it's a leadership skill. Why would you want to do it? It is, uh, a, a, there's a, a model for human flourishing that uh, Martin Seligman uh, has developed. And there's 24 positive character strengths as part of this model for flourishing, for thriving, for um, and things like courage, uh, love of learning, leadership, things like that. And 24, that's a lot of things. I, I can't remember three things when I go to the grocery store. Right? So give me one. So one one of Seligman's colleagues does some research and asks the question, what if you can only work on one of these? And what bubbled to the top was gratitude. Right? So gratitude is a predictor of living a thriving life. And when you're in this place of thriving, and I'm just saying it's a, you're above the line, you're in a positive emotional state. So number one, it feels good. And number two, it enables you and I to tap into the executive function in our brain. This is critical thinking, decision-making, creativity. And you think, let's bring it rate to safety when you're in the midst of i'll just say chaos or whatever the case is this is when we need our critical thinking you know prior to this podcast as we were just having the conversation right now as we record this outside of my community there's a wildfire going and the folks that are there that are that are fighting these fires what type of mindset do we want folks to have? What if, if you're in that team, what do you want your you want people to be able to critically think, make decisions, be creative and be in this positive, thriving mindset, even though it can seem like the world is falling apart around you? Now, I was on your website yesterday and it talked about uh, the work that you've done and I guess to help our, our listeners understand as well, uh, when you go into an organization, and, and there's a number of organizations listed that you've you've worked with over the, the last uh, while, tell us about one of the organizations that maybe came to you and, and what they would have said to you and then what you would have done with them 
to help them uh, be more appreciative of of, of gratitude and uh, what that could do to help them. Yeah. You know, I, I'm thinking of one client who said, look, we need to reduce turnover. We need to be, if we want to deliver uh, for our clients the way we really believe we need to, we need to make this place a, a magnet where people want to come to work. And this was a client of mine who worked in another organization. She changed and she said, we need, we need this here. And so I, I use a process. I call it the peak positivity process, simple three step process. We equip the top team, whoever the, you know, the, the formal leaders are in the organization. We equip the, the, the people, everyone in the organization. And, and three, then we make it genuine. And so when I say equip, we just like it might sound crazy when I say what we teach people gratitude or how to be grateful. Um, How do you do that, by the way? Yeah, it 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 is not by telling people they should be grateful. Uh, I'm I'm a father, and when our kids were growing up and they were at the dinner table, and well, I don't like peas. You should be grateful you even have food on the table. There's people. That didn't work, right? So I, you can't do that. I share my own story and, 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 and try to come at it from a little different angle that people don't suspect. And the number one comment I get is this was eye opening, you know, it, and, and we help, you know, just me sharing my own story, engage people, get some, you know, activities going where people are, are getting to, really dig into it themselves because, you know, any adult learning principle is, is that we, we, you give someone an idea, let them make sense of it. Right. So that's how we do it. So we equip the, the top team, then do the same thing with the staff, equip the staff with it. And, and because gratitude is, you know, it's, it's simple, it's not easy, but then it's like, I just really take a guide role and coaching role and supporting them. How do you make this genuine in your organization? One of the first things they did, they said, we're going to set up gratitude buddies. We're going to pair up people, two people. You're going to have a gratitude buddy. And once a day for the next 30 days, you're going to text one thing you're grateful for to the other person. Just something. And these they deliberately put people together who didn't know each other well. After 30 days, some of those things, they they continued because they, they really got to know each other and support each other. And uh, I've been working with this leadership team, uh, c- continuing to work with the leadership team over the last five years. Slowed down a little bit through COVID. We were able to do a couple events. Uh, and last week I, I was meeting with them and we're just taking very specific areas that are important in their business and bring them together to put a lens of gratitude. How does, how do you make sense of this when we introduce gratitude to this and really equipping that leadership team so that they can continue to roll it out within their organization and support their staff. Now you were at Alta Tiki conference here, I guess about three weeks ago now. Yeah. A lot of talk, obviously at any Alta Tiki conference these days, about developing a culture. If you were to go into an organization that's uh, trying to develop a, a better health and safety culture, what kinds of comments or advice would you provide to them to help them do that? 
Yeah. You know, yeah. Th- th- thanks for that. It, it's, you know, gratitude connects, you know, cause my tool is gratitude. That's, that's the tool that I have. And gratitude connects to mindset. So it, it's, if you think of it as a tool to help us be in a positive construction solution, constructive solution oriented, you know, where we're able to tap into the best part of our thinking and and that, so how do we do that? I want to say the same positivity process. Let's quit the talk team. Let's quit the people. And then how do you make it genuine? Because really what it is, is I want to show you how gratitude is a tool to help you in whatever circumstance you're in to make better decisions. And, you know, any time I've been involved, when I was working at the, the power utility, I know the importance of making smart decisions, effective decisions, well-thought-out decisions because of the consequences of them. And so we need gratitude helps put us in that mind frame. And so I believe that's the approach. And then the, so the, the third piece of it is, how do you make it genuine? Well, maybe what you do is, I'm going to sit with you and say, okay, how, how do we do this? Maybe when we do a, a, a tailboard talk is that we're going to go around and we're going to we're going to share one thing we're grateful for as part of our tailboard discussion before we even start this job, right? Um, so we, you just what is it that's going to work in your organization and how do you connect that gratitude and mindset to behave like the behavior of being safe that's driven from our mindset? How do you deal with uh, worker skepticism? Uh, when they hear you talk about gratitude and sincere gratitude. Yeah, it is the, the same way that leaders need to deal with any other skepticism is that, number one, we don't let what anyone else says change our position. Right. Like I, I believe as leaders, if we are going to influence, we we just need to we need to expect and welcome skepticism. Uh, number two is genuinely care for the human being who's being skeptical, right? If I'm going to, like, I genuinely have to care for that person, even if they're making my life miserable, I have to genuinely care for them. And that's hard. And then third, I need to continue to show up. I need to continue doing what I'm doing and encouraging others. And when we do that, we slowly convert people we don't convert everyone the skeptical right but we slowly and we influence others and we get people thinking and that because you've seen people change through your career right it's up someone who's and we bring them along so we need to be persistent and that is a challenge i know that now you've also written a book surviving to thriving the 10 laws of grateful leadership what could you share with us from that book I, I, I think the, the biggest thing that, um, from the book that I think would be helpful for you is develop a habitual ritual. So this is a, you know, a daily practice around gratitude. Develop a gratitude practice. And so the, the whole book really leads to it, but that daily practice of 
Make a list of what you're grateful for. And there's some other things, but that daily practice of making a list of what you're grateful for connects back to having the thriving mindset because it, you know, we're, we're teaching our brain how to make sense of the world. And that's going to help us lead a happier life, create a better culture in our organization where people are more curious. People are more, uh, just seeing things as learning opportunities. Um, and so build, build a habitual ritual and uh, make a list of what you're grateful for every single day. And you know what? My dad, who you would expect would kind of be all over this, when he read the book, he said, I'm going to start making a gratitude list every day. So, <laughs> so I've got a pair. I, I drew, I, I made a long answer to my dad's answer uh, when he, he, he summarized the book in that, that way. Now, a question of, a, I guess, a very wide nature I'd like to ask. Yeah. Uh, if we go on the Internet and we go through news sites, we go through social media sites, we see so much negativity. And, you know, people I, I know keep asking the question is, you know, how, to, how do we try to stay positive when we seem to be living in a world with so much negativity, how, I guess the key thing people want to take away is how can we change that as well? I, not only can how can we stay positive, but how can we change this over time? Yeah, th- that is a uh, a very powerful, critical thinking question because it's a reality. Because as humans, we are actually hardwired to pay attention to the negative. It's our survival mechanism. And it, it, and the thing is, when we get drawn into that, it takes us down into a negative emotional state and it effectively shuts off that executive function of our brain, that thing that causes, you know, to, to think critically, to do all these things. So it's, it is absolutely critical to do that. So uh, building your gratitude practice is known to help you do this. And if you introduce a second, like making a list of what you're grateful for, that's that first one I talked about. If you introduce a second gratitude practice, it's going to help you deal with that negativity that's around you all the time. And the second practice is consume other people's gratitudes. Get involved in some sort of community. Like don't just make, because when I am all stuck in myself, it's really hard for me to, 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 to get out. So when I see or read or listen to what other people are grateful for, it reminds me of things. And I'll give you an example of it. Before we started this podcast, remember we were talking, you know, yeah, Mark asked Steve, how you doing and what's going on? You know, how is the, with the wildfires and stuff? And I said, yeah, it's, it's really, it, it you know, and it, re, it's, it's tragic. And, and what did Mark say? He said, Where's the gratitude here? Right. And I related the story about all the first responders and how it moved me and how touching it was. There's an example of somebody else. And I I don't know if I was necessarily going to that negative place, but when someone else is there, it rises, it raises us. So be aware of this natural tendency for us to go to the negative and Build a community around you. And then very practically, um, avoid the no- social media sites 
and don't watch the news. Those are the other things I do. <laughs> Just to finish off our uh, podcast, uh, Steve, uh, if you go to your website, yes, you uh, you'll provide folks with the opportunity to sign up to get a gratitude message. Yes. Tell us about that. So if you go to our daily gratitudes page, you can get a reminder from me each weekday morning. Here are my three gratitudes. So that can be the way that you consume gratitudes. And I have a different guest every week. So you get to consume, read their gratitudes. And you can use it as a reminder because this is simple, but it's not easy. Right. So you can use it as a reminder for you to to uh, to. To, to make your own gratitude list. And if you go to our resources page, we've got a, I call it the gratitude at work playbook. And we've distilled 16, 17 years of working with clients. We give everything away. <laughs> it's uh, the, the, the philosophy and the top 15 best practices our organizations are using it's on our website for free. You don't even have to give me an email to read it. If you want to download it, I do ask for an email. But go to the resources page and you will get ideas that you can use to implement, to drive culture in your organization as well. Well, Steve, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. Uh, very interesting. Uh, we actually uh, featured this podcast because of one of the uh, folks that heard you at the conference and very were very impressed with us. And uh, for that, thank you very much. And uh, again, for folks that uh, are listening to our podcast, we'd love to hear from you. I uh, would like to hear your feedback. Any ideas uh, you have, such as Steve, for a future podcast, uh, pop us off an email at perley at ssmb.ca. Thank you very much again, Steve. Uh, stay safe and uh, with all the fires around you and uh, take care. Thanks, Perley. <laughs>